and welcome to Sound Treasures. I'm your host, Nell J. Come on in the room. This is my story. Welcome to Sound Treasures. I'm your host, Nell J. Thank you for tuning in. Now, when I left off on episode two, I was letting you know that the day we buried my mom was one of the worst days of my life. And that was true. And let me share a little history. I graduated high school in 1981. And when I was graduating, well, that particular year, um, she, uh, my mom was not able to walk at that time. So, and I chose not to go to college. And I used the fact that she was uh, sick and not able to walk as my excuse for not going. Because I wasn't sure, uh, you know, what I wanted to do. I haven't really thought about it. Um, I didn't have any guidance in that area. And I, at that time, I wasn't smart enough to figure it out for myself. Unbeknownst to me, though, um, I had a scholarship per my nephew told me, like, years and years, I mean, like 15, 20 years later, that I had a full right scholarship softball scholarship well i didn't know that and i'm sure my mom didn't know that because had she known that i would have never been allowed to stay home but you know you had people then and perhaps now making decisions for you thinking they're doing the best thing when they know your family and you know we had people that knew the the family situation so perhaps they thought it was the best thing that i not go and and not be there to help out. I don't know. I don't know what the reason was. Obviously, they didn't feel the need to let me know or to let her know. Um, so I was there. So, um, and it was a rough four years. You know, four years. It was it was tough. Um, but not just from my perspective, but from mom's perspective as well because you have to you know to look at it she had always been doing for herself she had always been up and moving and always helping other people as well that was one thing she she did and she worked really hard to get what she had and to maintain it and to keep it she worked really hard in between helping other people do what they needed to do and get where they needed to go it was a lot of times she'd come in and she'd be so tired that she couldn't even eat because she had been doing so much. Well, in 85, 1985, she had gotten, um, she had a relapse from the multiple sclerosis and it was a complications and she was getting ready to go in the hospital. And I remember telling her, and I was two months pregnant. And she said, okay. 
And just in that split second, I understood that she was tired. That she, you know, she was, she was just tired. And that she had given us all that she could give. And she had done all, done all that she could do. And she had taught us all that she could teach us. And now it's up to us to do the right thing. To be the best that we can be. Because she's done all that she could do. Just by those two words, the Holy Spirit allowed me to understand that's what she was doing. That's what she was saying. And she went in the hospital and they put her in um, CCU, critical care unit, just as a precautionary me um, measure. Um, she hadn't relapsed in a, uh, or come out of remission, I guess would be a better, better word, come out of remission um, in a long time. And I've seen her in worse shape than she was in these two weeks. I mean, really worse, way worse. Trach, tubes, all of that in the ICU, all of that. She was worse. I've seen her worse before than in these two weeks and they moved her out of the CCU into a regular room and my aunt was down as well and my aunt talked to her and I remember my aunt saying that um, she was she talked to her and, and she said she was ready to go meaning she was ready to go home to be with the Lord and I you know I'm still not processing all you know all of this again I've seen her in worse shape. I'm thinking she's going to come home in a few few days, you know, because, again, I've seen her in worse shape. So we would go see her, you know, every day and, you know, and, um, you know, spend a little time up there and then come back home. And I remember there was a distinct smell in the room. I've never smelled it before, and I can't even describe to you what it the smell, what it smells like, because I can't. I know it to be the smell of death now, but I didn't know it then. And um, with that day, the day after uh, Christmas, we had gone up there, and we, you know, again, spending time, and we stayed a little while, and before we, we left, uh, you know, we said, you know, we love you. And she said, well, you know, I love you too. You know, get some rest and we'll be back tomorrow. Get some sleep and we'll be back tomorrow. Well, by the time I got home and uh, it was no more than 30 minutes. I know it was no more than 30 minutes or maybe at least an hour. My sister was coming back because she was in town at the time sister was coming back to tell me that mama had had died in her sleep and I'm like we just left you know we just left her and now you know you're coming back so that was December 26th the day after Christmas is when my mom went home to be with the Lord and you know I still didn't process it I wasn't processing that um, I, I just was numb to that you know, it was numb, and 
I knew there's things that way that needed to be done and per her wishes um we had a grave side funeral for her three days later and it wasn't until they were lowering her in the ground that it hit me like a ton of bricks that I would never see her on this side. The thought never crossed my mind. Never crossed my mind. It only crossed my mind when they were lowering her into the ground that I would never see her on this side. And I just, you know, all I could do was cry. I, you know, all, all I could do was cry. I was 24 years old. I was two months pregnant. And I was like, this isn't happening. You know, you know, this isn't happening. Um, and I just stood there. And, of course, people were leaving, um, walking away. And, like, again, all I could do was cry. And the, the only times that I cried is when I was in physical pain. Oh, I was angry. But this was neither one. This was a heartache. Something that I've never felt before. And it was deep. And, I'm, and again, I was trying to process it. But I was completely lost in that moment. Completely lost. Didn't know what I was going to do. Um, people were walking about, Are you okay? And I'm shaking my head, yes. But, of course, I'm not okay. I'm crying. Don't you see me crying? I'm not okay. But, of course, I was saying, yes, I'm okay. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thinking, they're putting her in the ground. and I'm not going to see her anymore. No, I'm not okay. I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay. And from that moment, it was like my life just kind of spiraled out. Because he had already quit going to church. When she, when she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, I had, um, I just completely quit going to church. Just completely. And I used to be in the church all the time when she was up and running. If I was, if you didn't find me at, um, um, these um, Brown's Tabernacle uh, Fire Baptized Holiness Church or Brown's Tabernacle Pentecostal Holiness and then Mount Zion Fire Baptized Holiness Church if you didn't find me at one of those you I was at the community church across the street because it was just right across the street and it was Methodist but we just went there because it was there but I was at those other two churches all the time so speaking in tongues and, and all of that was was is not new to me it was you know it was the type of atmosphere that I grew up in but when she got sick when she was diagnosed with it when she couldn't move um, walk anymore it's just I just stopped all of it I stopped all of it And her, um, the passing away after uh, after Christmas was devastating for me. And then I, the, the things that people said about us 
was devastating to me. The people that, that she drove around all those years, all of that, the things they said about us, because none of them expect us to do well. None of them expected us to go anywhere. All of them expected us to do bad. We had huge t labels on us. We were never expected to do anything, be anything except bad. I remember um, one person uh, telling me that this lady said if 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 we had treated if her children had treated um, her like we treated our mama, then she would call them all to the bed one at a time and shoot them. I'm thinking to myself. Out of all the times that my mom drove you around all those years because you didn't know how to drive. I can count on one hand. You came to see her while she was on her back, while she was sick. I can count on one hand. And they were saying all kind of things that you didn't know anything about. You had no clue. But I know my mom, before she left here, I know she knew who her true friends were. And I'm telling you, you better know who your true friends are. You better recognize when, when, when you need somebody and your real friend to have is Christ. Jesus Christ. That's your truth. That's who you really need to have in your corner first. But if you're looking for somebody on this side, you better know who, who you got in your pocket you better know who who will go to bat for you and who won't and i'm not talking just lip service i mean when you're down they'll be there they're they're not just there when you have something to offer them that's not a friend that's a leech you don't need leeches blood suckers that they only want you when you have something. They don't want to be around you when you have something. You don't need those. Those are not friends. Those are leeches. And you need to get rid of them. It was bad enough that, that I was beating myself up because I wasn't patient enough with her. I wasn't patient enough. I had to, I had to deal with that, and I had to deal with, you know, what they were saying about us. And I had an opportunity to to confront one, and one apologize, you know, for their um, verbiage that they said about us. I had to, I had to deal with that. But it took me a while to do it. It took me a long time to do it. As I said, I was lost. I was lost. I was two months pregnant. It wasn't, you know, you know, what did I know about raising a child? Well, I was getting ready to learn. <laughs> I was getting ready to learn. I'm Nail J. See you next time. Thank you.